Welcome to the Lost Boys of the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe Sullivan, and joining me is my co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Welcome, Will. How you doing, Gabe? So, last episode, we began this series uh, called... Uh, the Balancing Act. There we go, The Balancing yeah. Act. Okay, so we're, gonna, we're not doing any uh, references to... Um, the Greatest Showman in here yet, mm-hmm. but we may. Great movie, by the way. Talked about Frozen last episode. So mm-hmm. we'll throw a little, throw a little something That's over great. there to Wolverine doing mm-hmm. his thing as the ring, as a ring leader or mm-hmm. whatever. So we've been talking about how do we get back into life when we just don't feel like getting back into life. And mm-hmm. we ended the last episode talking about as men, we have to, you know, for lack of a better term, pull ourselves up by bootstraps sometimes and do the next necessary thing, the mm-hmm. next right thing. And we love that. Um, and so now we're going to get right into, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of well, how do we have that strength when we don't feel like we've got that strength? Mm-hmm. Like when we don't feel like we've got the internal fortitude to do what we need to do and we just want to like retreat into boyhood mm-hmm. when we're men and that's not an option anymore or should not be an option anymore. Where's a place that we can garner some encouragement and some, you know, some gumption? Mm. Uh, I'll throw yeah. another movie reference out there. Watch The Holiday, Jack Black. Okay. Really good. There's a whole little thing about gumption in there. Mm. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, where will we find that, man? Yeah. I mean, I think, obviously, we hope that this podcast is a source of, of hope and encouragement and strength for you. Um, yeah, we want to connect with you and reach out and, and just you know help you through whatever you're going through in whatever way we can. But the ultimate answer is God. You know, there's there's so many verses that you can pull from to talk about God as your strength, God as your hope, God as your your refuge or whatever. Uh, but I think the one that has meant something to me over the past few weeks, and uh, you know, one that's just great, and you probably heard before, is from Psalm 46, it's verses one through three. It says, "God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble." Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And I think, um, you know, we can get that, we can get that reference, you know, though the mountains are moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar <clears throat> and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. I think there's, there's a lot of symbolic references going on there, of like ancient Israelites being you know, the sea is seen as chaos and, and evil and dangerous and um, <clears throat> all these different things. But I think that still translates, you know, like I I don't like the idea of being on a cruise ship because I'm like, wait, I'm out in the middle of the ocean and there's, you see like perfect storm in all these movies where you're like, there's 50, 100 foot waves. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I got solid ground under my feet. I'm cool. I'll stay over here. I started thinking yeah. that way about flying, which is terrible because yeah. I fly a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I'm up in this pressurized tube at 35,000 feet a bus with wings on it yeah, yeah is this the smartest thing for me when like god gave me two feet mm-hmm. he did not give me wings like yes. what am i doing mm-hmm. man so yeah i mean i think that carries over that you know anytime we're in uncertainty anytime you know we feel overwhelmed like like i feel like i would be if i was out in a boat in the middle of the ocean and there's a storm and there's 50 foot waves 100 foot waves mm-hmm. you know like there's nothing to hold on to so i think that's a that's a great metaphor for where you are when you lose a child that, you know, everything in your life has been overturned. You know, the, some of the relationships you have might be changed or might go away. Um, 
you know, the way you and your wife related to each other will probably be changed. If you have children that are living, you know, their whole perspective on life is going to be changed because they're going to be asking about, you know, where's the baby? Mm. They're going to, you know, there's so many different questions that you're going to have to answer. You're going to have people coming up to you who want to comfort you and don't know what to say. You might have some people that, that for a good reason, they avoid you because they don't want to, to hurt you or to say the wrong thing. And they're afraid that whatever they say is going to be bad. So they just kind of leave it alone. And so I think that's an incredible metaphor that, you know, being in the midst of the grief over a child is similar to being in a tossing and turning and roaring and foaming sea. And so what does that verse say? It tells us that God is our refuge and strength and that he's a present help. And I think there's there's other translations of that verse that says it's a very present help in time of need. And, you know, I think you could say easily that going through the loss of a child is trouble, it's troubling. And it's also, you know, probably our time of greatest need. So, you know, there's all sorts of places in the Bible where we see God's faithfulness. We see that, you know, he cares for the hurting, he cares for the brokenhearted, the the poor, the widowed, um, just the people who are lost and suffering. And, you know, this is a psalm talking about how when I have no one else to turn to, I have God that I can turn to. And he's not, you know, you may be, <clears throat> I'll let you jump in here too, Gabe, but, you know, you may be feeling like God is, you know, we tell you to pray in this podcast, we tell you to, you know, take a minute and you know, close your eyes and just tell God, like, hey, I might be mad at you, or I'm struggling with this or struggling with that, <clears throat> and I need help, and then you feel like that's the end of it, you know, like, you, you close your eyes and you said something in your head, and that's the end of it, but what this is telling us is that God is not this being floating in the sky who doesn't care anything about you. He's not this God that created the world and then said, peace guys, I'm going to hang out on the other side of the galaxy. Like He is a God that's present. He's a God that's near. He's a God that, that knows you intimately and cares about you and wants to be there for you and be someone you can cling to when you're struggling. So I think there's there's an incredible amount of hope in that, that, you know, even if you don't know much about God and, and this podcast is all you're hearing about turning to him in, in the midst of loss, there's incredible amount of resources out there. And then there's just the Bible. You, you read the Bible, you have everything you need to know about God, and you can always reach out to someone to help you understand it better. So, yeah. And yeah. I, I would say two things in regards to this, like this is such an encouraging verse, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and one thing that I'm sure I did. I know I did, and I'm sure you did too, and other guys that are going through a tough time like this or other tough times that you don't know or understand you feel blindsided by. You know, one thing that some people go to, like they're de facto, is they start blaming God. God, why did you allow this to happen? God, you're not a good God if you'll let this thing happen to me or my family, be it child loss or, you know, somebody in your family's killed or, you know, something just terrible, right, or your wife leaves you or what what have you. Anything that's devastating, right, we can – we can go to blaming the Lord. And then and then in that, sometimes people go to find, they're like, I'm going to read the Bible. And then they turn to like, you know, whatever, like First Kings or something. And they, they read about all this, some some war that happened and all these people that, you know, die. And, and they're like, see, there's just more, there's just more confirmation that God is a God of death and destruction. And he hmm. allows death and he, 
you know, ordains it in some some aspects, and 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 then they don't. We don't find verses like this that are so encouraging. So two things in that one, like Will said, go turn to the Bible and read it during difficult times like this. Man, you may want to really look at start with Psalms mm-hmm. because the Psalms is a tremendous amount of writing of emotional writing of the writers a lot of them david king david um and then others where they are just pouring out their hearts to god they're expressing their grief and they're expressing their disenchantment and and but then they're also giving glory to god for the fact that he is a god of refuge and strength he is a very present help in time of trouble and so they they come back to that right and so we can be encouraged by a scripture like that certainly mm-hmm. reading the teachings of Jesus. I mean, Jesus is our greatest comforter and strength. And mm-hmm. Jesus said that in this world you will have trouble. So again, we don't want to look at, at pieces of Scripture and then base base our view of God just on, like we don't want to take our thoughts and then try to make the Scripture fit our thoughts. Mm-hmm. We want to take the Scripture and then have our thoughts match Scripture. Mm-hmm. And again, Jesus said, in this world you will have troubles, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Right. So that's where we can be comforted as well, that Jesus was telling you, hey, this world that you live in, it is brost, brost. I just totally combined two words. It's a cool word. I know, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It's almost like something you ordered at a German restaurant. It kind of does sound like I'll that. have a brost and a roll and some hot mustard Absolutely. and a pint. So... <laughs> Any, we're not encouraging drinking yep. on the show, so sorry. Yeah, we're, we're both just we're, got kicked out of church. We'll Thanks, yeah. <laughs> I'll retract that statement right there. But we you can have a we, pint of milk. It's a there you go. Yeah. That's what I was referring yes. to. The little thing, like at school, you'd open okay. up the thing, yes. and then you'd take cool. the little. And then if the Received thing, it. if the little triangle didn't come out, then you had to like get your fork yeah. and try to tear yeah. it. That was the worst. But yeah. if you're feeling lost, okay, I think's the word I was trying to to say. You know, to say right there, we can be encouragement that the Lord will help us be found, mm. okay? And, and we can be found, as we say at the end of our show, be found in Him, right? That's where we're found. So we want to make sure that we're looking at Scripture in its totality um, and find these encouraging words, you know, these encouraging Scriptures and realize that God told us we're going to have difficulties. You're in the middle of one. Mm. He also said that He is our refuge and strength in those difficult times. So we run to Him first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just like you said there, just going deeper into that, you know, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear that the earth gives way. Like, if you have a relationship with God and you build your life on that foundation and you run to Him when you have, you lose a job, you get in a car wreck, you get a divorce your you know whatever issue it is or even if it's something as much as you've lost your child and you don't know where to go and and just like we talked about in last episode you just feel numb to the world you feel like your friends aren't there for you maybe as much as you want them to they're not saying things that make you feel better you can turn to god and you know he's the source of strength that will never fail us he's the one who has the power to carry us through these times and we don't have to do it on our own. You know, there's a lot of times we, we talked about that the end of last episode that we talked about, you know, doing the next necessary thing. And you might feel like, you know, you may be struggling with depression and you're feeling like, you know, I can't get out of bed, much less go to work and talk to my wife about grief that just makes me feel more depressed. 
and you know take care of my home duties and whatever else I have to do, then God's the one you can turn to in that depression. You know, like like Gabe said here, a lot of the Psalms is written by David, and you know if you don't know about King David, I think we should do some episodes about him because his life mm. is pretty amazing, and I don't think any of us have gone through all the things that he's gone through in his life, but he's gone through a lot of the things that we have, and you know he if just a brief example from his life or brief synopsis of his life you know he's just this random nobody he's a shepherd he's the youngest of I think 12 sons or 10 sons or something like that and so he's a nobody he's not gonna get any kind of inheritance or anything so God ordains him to be king he has Samuel come and anoint him as king and then he has to wait like 15 years before he becomes king and the whole time the current king Saul is trying to kill him so he's going through trouble there. He has his, he gets married, and his wife's taken away. He's on the run. His friends turn against him, and he eventually becomes king. And things are good for a while, and then he screws up, and commits adultery and murder, and he actually loses a son as well. And you know we've done some episodes on that particular topic where we talked about how that what kind of goes on in that passage gives us confidence that our children are in heaven. But you know David had almost literally everything in the world. You know, he had a whole kingdom, he was prosperous, he had peace on every side from his enemies, and he screwed it up, and then he lost all of that. He lost children, he lost his kingdom, he lost his great relationship he had with God because he was selfish and he just took his mind off of serving and knowing God. And so David wrote about a lot of these things when he was on the run from the king and he was being chased to be killed he wrote psalms crying out to god about you know why are you hiding your face from me and you know why are you so far away from me why do i feel alone and you know he has good theology even in his suffering he does turn it around eventually to verses like this where he says god you're our refuge and strength you're a present help in time of trouble i won't fear though the earth gives way and so i think just like david if we're feeling weak, we're feeling overwhelmed, feeling numb or disinterested, we can cry out to God. And just as he was there for David and all of the terrible things that happened in his life, he'll be there for you. And you can rely on him. And you don't have to do the next necessary thing in your strength. You can do the things that you need to do day to day through the strength of the Lord and the encouragement that he gives you. Mm. <clears throat> That's great, man. And you've got a couple practical things that you've written right here, too, in regards to that, which I think are, you know, super great. And you said, if you are numb and your work seems purposeless, remember that God has specifically placed you at the head of your home to protect and provide. You were created with a purpose. Your child was created with a purpose. Your work now has a purpose to provide for you and your family. And so if you didn't catch that, the word purpose was used, you know, in each of those scenarios. And we have to remember that during this time period like your life is not meaningless your child's life was not meaningless and now your daily responsibilities though they sometimes may seem that may seem meaningless and purposeless that is not true they are very purposeful and one of them certainly is is to give you and your family a place to stay right nourishment clothing like to provide like and so that in itself is a purpose but also I was reading a, a book by this author John Gordon that's called The Power of Positive Leadership and he mentions 
in there uh, about another book that he written called The Seed. And kind of the premise of that book, The Seed, was that this dude was trying to find his purpose in life. And some old farmer gives him the seed and says, hey, you got to find the perfect place to plant this seed. And, and apparently he comes back around after searching the world for the perfect place to find the seed and finds that he should have just planted it right where he was in the, in the beginning. And said the purpose was revealed that he was supposed to be who he's supposed to be right where he is at this current moment. Mm. And so we need to realize that too, that you, wherever you are, whatever job you're going to, whatever home that you're in with your, with your family now, even in this difficult time, that <clears throat> your purpose is to make a difference, to make a positive difference where you are and to use this difficult time that you've mm. been, that you've been um, going through right now to, uh, to, to again, to, to learn from, uh, to, to be an encouragement to others eventually when you get through your time of grief, um, to become a better a better man. Like there's a lot of different reasons that you've went through what you've went through to hopefully draw you closer to the Lord, to help you understand that, you know, children are special and unique and that they all have a reason for being created, even if you didn't get to experience their full life. And so um, take Take what you're, take what you've been dealt, and let's make something good out of it, and realize that it was with a purpose, and that it was not on accident, and it was not just to, you know, to bring you pain or grief or punishment, but that there there can be good that even comes from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean to go back, like we just talked about. I think I don't remember if it was this episode or last episode. I think I did it at the end of the last episode. We talked about. You know, go all the way back to the beginning in Genesis. You have God created Adam, and then he realized it was not good for man to be alone, and so he created Eve. And there was a purpose in God creating Adam, and a purpose in God creating Eve, and there was a purpose in the whole world and God's plan for it. And then Adam and Eve screwed it up listening to the serpent. They broke the perfect harmony, perfect relationship they had with God, and really ruined all that we were given as humanity but God didn't just say oh darn well you know I created this really cool thing I created this really cool relationship I had with humans but they just ruined it so I guess you know there's no reason for the world to exist now you know I'll just let it go I'll go hang out somewhere on the other side of the galaxy I'll go start another world somewhere else you know like he had from the very beginning he knew that Adam and Eve were going to enjoy a relationship with him and with each other, and then they were going to fail and break that perfect harmony. So he had a purpose from the very beginning to send his son, and he had a plan from the beginning to use Jesus' life to bring us back to him, to reconcile our sins with his holiness, and to give us a chance to come back into that perfect relationship with him. And so, you know, from the very beginning, God knew that you were going to exist as a person in the time that you did, that you do exist. He knew that you were going to have a child. He knew that child was going to live six months in the womb. We're going to be stillborn on their due date. They were going to live a few weeks, a few months, a few years. Maybe they're going to live till they're 25 and mm-hmm. then, and then die in some tragic accident. And there's no purposelessness in that. God does everything for a reason we may not understand that reason. We may not even like that reason. But God ordained you with a purpose. He ordained your child's life with a purpose. And 
like Gabe said there, to close that little section out, your work is part of your purpose as a provider for your family, the caretaker of your wife and your children, and the one who can give them comfort and hope and strength. And, and I don't haven't read that book, Gabe, The Power of Positive Leadership, but just not knowing anything about it, thinking through the power of positive leadership as a word, you know, as a phrase, makes me think like, you know, you are, whether you are currently seeing this or whether you're not, you are the emotional head of your house. And if you are walking around moping all the time and you're uh, not just that you're grieving, but that you're stuck in your grief, you're to a point where like you're not meeting your responsibilities and not just like you missed one or two things because it was tough, but like you're not going to work, you're not talking to your wife, you're not taking care, you're not taking your kids back and forth to school, you know, whatever it is, you're completely failing, your whole household's going to crumble. Like, they don't have anybody to cling on to, they don't have one person to be strong in the hard times, to help them through, you know, like, Daddy, I don't want to go to school today, you know, I'm sad, or, you know, your wife doesn't think she can handle it, she's just to a point where, you know, she's overwhelmed and she needs someone to lean on and you're not there for her to lean on. You know, your your failure to lead positively or to lead out of the love and the strength of the Lord is going to cause damage to your whole house. So just as a provider, as a protector, as a caretaker for your family, it's important that you are, like we said earlier in Psalm 46, 1, you know, God's our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. It's important that you know that and you are leaning on him and you are finding your strength and your purpose in God so that then you can live in a way that can give encouragement, give strength, give hope, and give peace to your family rather than you know being another source of them being disoriented because you know maybe you were vibrant and excited and and fun and you know had all these plans before you lost your child and now you're to a point where you know you don't feel like you can get out of bed the next day Mm. so don't feel like you're stuck that way forever you know lean on the lord read the bible read psalms and just trust him and he will give you the strength that you need to be the, the father and the husband that you need to be and again, we're going to get into even some practical things in regards to that as like, what do we do? Like when we don't know what to do, you know, like, like Will said, we, we spend time in prayer. We spend time in scripture. We spend time properly communicating with our wives. And, but sometimes like we also have to be like, okay, I need something else. Well, one thing that, that Will wrote here was fake it till you make it, it has some validity. Like some days, man, you're just not going to feel like it. Right. But you just gotta, we still got to go. Like you still got to push forward. Like if we use a sports example, whoever feels like running suicides, like you, you don't, nobody, like you get to end the practice, you just want to go get some water or Gatorade and just lay down, right? Because you're done. But your coach is like, okay, we're finished with two-hour practice. Go get on the baseline. We're going to run some 32s, right? No one wants to do that, So you, but you have to dig deep to get the strength and the energy to then complete that task. And why are you doing that? Well, because your team needs you to be in shape for the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. You're, you're a man. You've been blessed with the opportunity to be the leader of your family. And so now you, we, have that, we have that right and we have that responsibility 
two on those days where we don't feel like putting another foot in front of the of the other to get up and put a foot in front of the other and what and once you do that then man you're going to gain some confidence right because you got up and you and you and you faked it till you made it uh, basically right and then again like like will said that's that's given an example to your kids you know as well let's give an example to your wife of like hey this is what we do even though life is difficult we we don't it's not that we're ignoring things but it's that we're continuing to live even during this difficult time mm-hmm. um, and so I love that you know fake it till you make it also I would say man you might need some help like there this could be an opportunity for you to, to, to say hey not only am I listening to Will and Gates podcast not only am I reading the Bible and praying am I Am I reading some books uh, about, you know, how to handle grief? Um, but maybe it's time to think about talking to a Christian counselor, right? And if, if your church doesn't offer that, um, then certainly reach out to us in the ways that we'll mention at the end of the show, and we can help you hopefully get connected with somebody uh, in your community or close to your community, even if it's virtual visits, mm-hmm. um, because it may be something that, you know, it might not be something you can just do alone that you actually might need some professional Christian counseling for. And that's okay, man. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that, you, that you're that you not tough or that you're that you're lesser than. I mean, my goodness, Dirk Nowitzki had a shooting coach, right? Tiger Woods has got a swing coach, right? They're not doing – they're not having coaches because they're terrible. They're having coaches because they want to get better and they want to be the best. And we want that for ourselves and we want that for you as well. Mm-hmm. So what are some other yeah. ways uh, we'll uh, list it under that section right there? We talked about fake it till you make it. Tell mm-hmm. us about some other things you can do to to help. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one we just talked about a little bit, but, you know, protecting your marriage in this time, you know, this is a vulnerable time. It's easy for you to, to pull apart. Um, you know, you may feel like you want to isolate yourself. Um, you know, you can't, you can't handle your wife crying all the time or she can't handle you crying all the time, you know, whatever the situation is. So you pull apart and you give each other space and I think there's definitely sometimes you know where you don't want to be right on top of each other and have a little bit of space but in this time especially you know creating space just creates space for resentment and bitterness to grow and once it does it's going to be hard to get rid of it uh, you're you are if you if you get to a place <clears throat> where you know she's grieving her own way and you're grieving your own way and you're not talking about it I think that's a dangerous place to be because there's a chance that you're grieving in a way that you shouldn't be grieving or she's grieving in a way that she shouldn't be. Um, and it, it leads you to some really dangerous paths or in, in maybe a less uh, drastic way, you're just not going to be on the same page. And you know maybe she's grieving really well and she's moving through it and trusting the Lord and you're not, or maybe the opposite. And so that's going to leave a disconnect in your marriage that one of you is further along emotionally and spiritually than the other. And so I would definitely counsel you to, instead of creating space, you know, press closer into your relationship with her. And that means talking to her, holding her, cry with her or let her cry with you. Talk about your child as much as you can when the time is right. You know, it may not be time three days after to bring up a great conversation. And, you know, it's too raw. It's too close. Or if, if you're one of you or both of you are having a really bad day, it may be a bad time to bring up it and just really to get into a deep conversation about your child. But I think it's important to make sure that, you know, you're, you're talking about them and, and honoring their lives and, and honoring the time you had with them 
and that you're just letting your wife know that like hey I think about them too you know we've talked about mm-hmm. that and you know honestly in the in the weeks and months after you lose a child I think we mentioned this on the last episode but you should not do what you feel like doing I think the world says all the time you know do you do what you want you know do what makes you you know brings you joy and all that kind of stuff but you know doing what you feel like doing especially in time of grief and your whole perspective on life being changed and you know everything just all the upheaval that you're going through then leads you to some bad places like you know finding comfort in alcohol you know being numbed through drugs trying to get away from a grieving wife or you know somebody that all she can do is talk about your child so you start opening your ears to other women and you know allowing some intimacy uh, even if it's good you know not not sexual intimacy but even if it's emotional intimacy with another woman you're opening up to her she's opening up to you that's if she's not your wife that doesn't need to be happening you're going to be leading yourself down a path that will become sexual and it will become an affair and it will destroy your marriage and that's something that you should just close the door on immediately and another thing is you might you might feel like just pulling away isolating yourself like we talked about that's something you need to resist uh, your wife needs your strength and, and needs your comfort and another thing you know you might feel like pulling away from God you know Gabe mentioned earlier in this episode that uh, you, know, you might be angry at God you might not want to talk to him or want to pray but you know pulling yourself away from him to keep yourself from feeling pain now will certainly lead to more pain in the future and if you you know like you press on you press through you draw closer to the Lord you draw closer to your wife you're going to feel some pain in confronting the loss of your child you're going to feel some pain in having hard conversations with the Lord and hard conversations with your wife but you know those hard conversations are going to shape you and help you be who you need to be so that you can honor the Lord and and build up your marriage so just to close this one out you know you should love and support your family regardless of how you feel that's your responsibility that's a thing that you agreed to do when you said your marriage vows and you got married to your wife and you should press into your relationship with God talk to your wife and cling to her in your pain you have anything else to add there Gabe are you good man I love it man that's fantastic tell them how they can find us yeah thank you guys Um, like we said last episode we want you to connect with us so on Facebook we are Lost Boys to Found Fathers on Instagram we're the same on YouTube we're getting that up and running we're also Lost Boys to Found Fathers look for our channel there Twitter is the only one that's different we are Boys Found I think the Lost Boys to Found Fathers was taken or it was too long or something we apologize for that and for email we have Lost Boys to Found Fathers at gmail.com so reach out to us let us know what you think about the episode Uh, If you have any suggestions of guests or topics we can cover, just throw it out there. We'd love to connect with you in a a direct message or email or just commenting on one of our posts. So thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you follow us in all those ways we just told you. And uh, you can check out Gabe's books. He's got two. Check them out on Amazon. And let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.